Welcome to Smart Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy, a podcast that takes a look at stories of life and leadership for smart, amazing women and men like you. The way I can give support to the world right now is by showing up. Uh, The most important thing is don't think just that you have to bring anything. Bring yourself. Show up. If you are in a position of leadership and a position of management, bring women along with you. Supporting women is Dr. Nancy's passion and her purpose, and talking with other women and men who promote women's leadership is one of her favorite things to do. I've yet to meet a woman who did not know what she really wanted. She was just either afraid to ask the questions or she was afraid of what the answers meant. Their stories connect us and help us understand that the possibilities are endless if we support each other and lift other women up. Trust is created by persistent identity. I show up in my conversations. I build relationship. I show up as myself time and time and time again. And trust is built. It's one conversation at a time. Kathy Caprino is an international career and leadership coach writer, speaker, and educator dedicated to helping professional women build rewarding, impactful careers of significance. A former corporate VP, she is also a trained therapist, seasoned executive coach, senior Forbes contributor, top media source, and the author of two top-selling books aimed at supporting the advancement of women in business, Breakdown Breakthrough, and her latest, The Most Powerful You, Seven Bravery-Boosting Paths to Career Bliss. With her Finding Brave podcasts, books, assessments, coaching programs, courses, and other key resources, Kathy has been named a top career coach and leadership voice in the U.S. and globally. Her ultimate mission is to support a Finding Brave moment that empowers professionals to close their power gaps and rise to reach their highest and most thrilling potential. Her new video training and online course based on her book, The Most Powerful You, helps emerging and seasoned leaders and their teams achieve greater confidence, self-esteem, strategic vision, impact, communication strength, and key success results that align with their core values and personal missions. Now here's Dr. Nancy and her guest, Kathy Caprino. Welcome. Good to see you again. So good to see you. I'm so grateful to be here. And I'm always so inspired by all your work, Nancy, really. You know, I I have to have to say this, and I always say this, I didn't get here by myself. You know, none of us do. That's the most important thing that that women especially understand is that uh, we need each other. And when we uh, when we support each other, anything is possible. And of course, that is Women Connect for Good support one another and anything is possible. And you've shown that in your work. And uh, mm-hmm. I noticed here, and I didn't even think about it, but you, uh, your backgrounds in marriage and family therapy. Uh, you know, I also was an AMFT uh, clinician as well. Long, I don't think I knew long, that. Oh, long ago. Oh, I've got certifications. I've got a doc, you know, mediation. No, you, too. you know, I think when you get started in the, uh, in the, in the industry, then you, you end up with every uh, certification and possibility <laughs> that you could, Well, you do. That's for sure. But no, I have a special love for marriage and family therapists because I love their systemic view of things. Yeah. And I'm a a systemic uh, theory based uh, cognitive behavioral. My background is problem solving. So, yeah, I I consider as a psychologist, when people ask me what I do, I consider myself an educator. And I see that from what you're saying in your different uh, your bio and different things about you is that that's the most important thing we can be. You know, nobody's an expert, you know, that we're all 
we're all educators and we're here to help one another. And I, and I will say this, Kathy, if I stop learning, it's time for me to go. I so agree with you. And I bet you might resonate with this, you know, being an influencer is all the rage. I, I have an allergic reaction to that word because I don't think it's a word we want to use about ourselves. If someone else says she influenced me and impacted me, awesome. But I think so many people are trying to be influencers where I'm with you. If we can educate, uplift, inform, share, yeah. help, then I feel that that's a path that's very rewarding and mutually generative. Whereas trying to be an influencer, that can be a, a an a, interesting that's a road. Heavy, heavy bag to carry, isn't it? That's a it lot, is. That's a lot of heavy weight, and I sure don't want that. So, I mean, for me, if uh, you know, if just I learn something or I can share something with someone that gives them a little bit, as you say, lift. Lift up is our campaign. We lift women as we rise. But let's talk about you because this is what's important. Because you know, one, one of the things, Kathy, that I find when I talk to attractive, intelligent, educated, sophisticated women like you, uh, women will look at you or me at sometimes and, and they'll think, well, it's so easy for her. Yeah. She's had this easy road, things have just come her way. And you and I both know it's the hard knocks in life and it's that road, that journey, the journey that we take and the one that we make and the path we take are the most important things that that create who you are today and who I am today. So let's talk about your personal story. And we're going to talk about the book. Absolutely. Because it, but it's sure. part of your journey. So I love it. how did you get to be the Kathy I'm talking to today? Well, thank you for that question. So I couldn't agree with you more uh, in terms of Knox really teaching us, but the long story short is uh, I got out of college wanting to be an editor of great books, helping authors birth their ideas. And I bailed on that dream about, you know, the second week out of college and I got into publishing and I was good at it. Marketing of science books. Can you imagine? My dad was a scientist. So there was some heavy. relevance there. Heavy, <laughs> not me, not me at all, but I was good at it. And lesson number one of 2 million that I've learned is you can be really good at something you don't enjoy. Yeah. So yeah. when people say pursue what you're good at, no, that's not the whole picture, but I only learned that 18 years later. So it became an 18 year corporate career and I rose to level of vice president. I would say this successful on the outside, the opposite on the inside. So I had bumps all along the way, but yeah. I didn't understand them. I didn't recognize them until I hit 40 and those turned into full-blown crises. So I faced sexual harassment, gender discrimination and bias, toxic colleagues, narcissistic bosses. I didn't even know what narcissism was. Now we all do. Um, zero work-life balance, chronic illness. I had an infection of the trachea of all things. They called it tracheitis. And here I am, a singer and a speaker. Every four months, I'd get really pretty violently ill. Your, your, and voice, I, wasn't, your voice wasn't coming out, was it? what you no. want to really say. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I had, I went to two energy healers and I didn't even believe it at the time, you know, energy healing. And they both, I had said nothing. And they both said, what are you doing for a living? And it's, you know, this is the seed of your personal expression of who you are. You got to change it. But I went, no, because I'd worked so hard 18 sure. years. Right. Sure. Sure. So what ended up happening was I got promised 
kind of the moon, frankly, in that a leader said to me, buy the biggest house you can. We were looking to move to another area. Buy the biggest house you can. You have a, a great career here. We did. And one month after moving into that home was 9-11. And one month later, I was laid off in a way, Nancy, that was absolutely brutal to me. My, yeah. I mean, they, I didn't know what hit me. But I did know that I simply could not go back to that life. That was, you know, my first book is called Breakdown Breakthrough. Breakthrough is a wonderful word, in my opinion. Right, right, yeah. I had that breakdown moment that led me to breakthrough. And I'll make this quick, but I think it's an important part of the story. I was sitting in my therapist's office weeping a week after. And he said, I know from where you sit, this is the worst crisis you've faced. But from where I sit, it's the first moment you can choose who you want to be in the world. Now, who do you want to be? And the part I love, Nancy, is if we knew that question, the answer to that question, we'd mostly be on the road to it. I didn't know. My mind went blank. But I said, I want to be you. I don't know. I want to be you. And we <laughs> laughed. And he said, what does that mean to you? And I said, I want to help people, not hurt people and be hurt. Oh, that's wonderful. Makes me makes me cry to even say it. But, uh, still, that's uh, that's that's wonderful. And he said, "I think you'd make a good therapist." And that was the beginning of the road to becoming a marriage and family therapist, and then finding coaching. So the past sixteen years, it's been co leadership and career coaching for mid to high level professional women. But you know, when when you talked about uplifting, I always know that it's time to write something or do a podcast or write a book when I'm hearing the same things over and over and over and over like you have. And yeah. that has been what propelled me to do more speaking and writing because I'm hearing the same challenges for women over 20 years of this. Well, you know, and, and I'm going to say something and, I, and I'm sure this is again, why we continue to do what we're doing is because we can't be, women can't be, what they don't see, what they don't hear about, and what they can't read about. And that mm -hmm. still continues to be a huge issue because women buy 80-85% of products and services in the United States. 85%. We are now acquiring more wealth. This, this generation of women inheriting wealth is growing and growing and growing. But why don't we have seats at the table that we need, especially the seat in legislation and uh, the political table, you know, every country has greater women leaders than the United States has ever had. This is this is my goal. This is your goal. We want to change that. But we have to keep teaching and showing women what it's what it's all about. And it really is so simple. <laughs> that is the the key. You know, Very I, simple, but nuanced, isn't it? The book it? is it, called, it, the book is called, let's get right into it, The Most Powerful You, Seven Bravery Boosting Paths to Career Bliss. And, you know, you said something that was very important is do what you love. It's amazing when you love what you do, how wonderful it becomes. And people know that and you share that. But again, it's finding that path. But who, who was your mentor? Was it that therapist that, that you were seeing that said to you, you know, but you would make a good therapist, but who was the mentor? Who was the person who said, Kathy, you, you can do this. You can be this other, who, who was your, who lifted you up? I love this question. Frankly, there have been a thousand in these years, 
But when he said it, I I had so admired him that I listened. And then no one's asked me in this way, but I went and interviewed two universities in, I live in Connecticut, about the marriage and family designation that that masters because it's not given in every state. And it was fascinating. The other university, I went to Fairfield U for the master's. It was a man who was the head of the department. Don't know if he's still there. But the way he interviewed me, I said, this is not for me. Like I began just being given permission to do, who, not what do you want to do? Who do you want to be? Just that therapist, that question somehow filled me with a, wait a minute, I'm not going to repeat yeah. stuff. So I went to the other university and interviewed, and it was an amazing woman. I'll never forget it, Dr. Ingeborg Haug. And I was 41. And I said, Ingeborg, do you think this is crazy what I'm thinking of? And she said, crazy? First of all, there's a lot of corporate refugees, you know, sitting in our master's program. And secondly, why wouldn't you be able to succeed in this? It was like a polar opposite interview. So she's one of literally a thousand, both men and women, I want to say, Nancy. And another thing I want to say is on this journey of having a podcast, as you have for a long time, I'm also bringing into the fold amazing men and men who are reinventing manhood and masculinity and we're learning about how patriarch patriarchy hurts everyone. Everybody. So yeah. I need to make that message really clear that this isn't an us versus them, but a patriarchal system, which is co-created. Frankly, there are things, and it's, you know, it's co-created by things that women have allowed as well. You know, I'm glad it, that you said it. it. Uh, first, you know, your first question: Why do women shun power? They've been taught to do so. They've, They've been taught, taught to, do, to so. do so. And this was interesting because I had this discussion with this woman today who basically was a refugee from Vietnam. She came here to the United States. She could speak no English. She's now has a job. She has a family. And she the words that I taught her today that she did not understand were bravery and courageous and being fearless. And, you know, I just saw her just grow and grow and grow just by, and I actually did the interpretation on her phone to show her what it was spelled. But the point is, is that women are taught to not have power. We're taught to be, well, let's, let's face it, little girls, little girls are princesses. Little boys are little men. We're start, we start from the very beginning teaching little girls that, they don't have any power. What does a princess need? She needs a prince to come and rescue and save her. So, I mean, it's, and it's not, there's, it's nobody's fault. Right. You know, this is not, a, right. this is not pointing fingers. It's just that we have to understand where these views and ideas come from so that we can understand them and move from those powerless points and those, but I, I truly believe fear is the biggest for anyone fear stops most of us to really find our true joy. I think you're right. And, you know, looking at the nuance, I agree with everything you're saying. And we can have a fear of failure, but we can also have a tremendous fear of success. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. it, what yeah. we're going to lose. I won't have balance. I won't be home with my kids. I won't be, I'll, you know, I love the, the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. It's incredible about our yeah. upper limit problem and how we sabotage ourselves. But 
we fear all sorts of things. And I think we oh, fear the our power. Successful, the more successful you became, did you find that some women just basically challenged you even more so? That's what happened with me. You know, who do, who do you think you are? I had those exact words <laughs> when I told a vice president from my old life that I was going to become a therapist. The person said, why do you think you need that? Yeah. Who, why, who do you think you, you are? To, why would you want to do that? You've heard that. <laughs> but, you know, 20 years ago, I, I didn't know any of this stuff. I took it very personally. We had a couple over for dinner and I announced that um, I was going to become a therapist and one of the people said, uh, you're going to be broke and burnt out, you know, within the first three years. And I went upstairs and cried in my bedroom. <laughs> now, you know, we're therapists. We, I, What comes at me from you is more about you than me. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be a narcissist and not think any, I'm not accountable for anything. But if you're having that reaction, I know that you're burnt out and you're depressed and you're worn out and broke, not me. Yeah. Well, Gloria Felt has the power tools and, and the first power tool is the power, power two. It's not the power over, oh, it's I the power that. two. Right. How many of us have been born, you know, when we're small children, we're confident, we have all, everything, the world is our, the world is just one wonderful moment after another. Little children looking around and smiling. It's what happens during the process that starts to dissipate and disappear. But we come into this world amazing with talents and abilities that somewhere along the line, they kind of get pounded out of us. So we have to remember and remind ourselves how we even began in this lifetime. I love it. And you know, you bring up a good point. I just had a client an hour ago um, who is very afraid of a lot of things. And she said, why am I like this? And while I don't do therapy and coaching, I do believe in it. I talk about it in the book. You are what your childhood taught you to be unless you unlearned it or healed it. But the important thing is that it doesn't help to blame your parents. Like my sweet mom who died in March at 98 and dad died at, 90, died at 93. They did the best they could. They had their own scripts and their own messages. So to blame them doesn't help. But if we don't gain awareness of the ways in which we were trained to be something that is holding us back now, yeah. you're never going to break free from that. So, yeah. but it's a fine balance. Like when I talk to people about, let's talk about your childhood and please don't misunderstand me. This is not about blame, but if you don't have eyes wide open. So I know, you know, this in, in spades here, but there's a lot of narcissistic personality disordered parents. Sure. And when well, you again, are a child of a narcissist, communications weren't very good in the first place, and then right. you know the the, the handbooks were, uh, you know, uh, you know the the parent that gets what's what's that book that's so thick the doctor whatever, and I you, you just say put the book away, right. put the book away, just love them and learn together, you know, and uh, it's it it, it really and love them unconditionally, please. Don't make it be about what they achieve and how they look and how they're number one on the team, please. They are not you. They are not you. And don't get your self-esteem. Yeah. Just from All right. Well, we're talking about this book and I think it's wonderful because it really, there are some great lessons to be learned. But again, power is something that women, I was doing a speaking engagement about one of my books. And the question that I asked was, how many, and this was about 50 women attorneys. And I said, how many women 
I said, how many, how many of you in this room feel powerful? One woman raised her hand. These were, these were litigators. These were female attorneys. And it was almost as if they, to ask a question like that was like, I can't, I can't, I can't. I can't say I have that. What's everybody going to think of me? I wonder what happened to that one woman that raised her hand later on. Did they, they, look at her differently. Maybe they did look at her differently and hopefully they looked at themselves differently. The next question I ask is how many women in this world support one another? So you you get for an answer. uh, You know what? I got the answers, but are the women looking down like this or the women looking like this or the women smiling? You knew exactly which women were which. This is something that we're, we're learning over and over again is that and I absolutely agree with you. It, this is going to take us all, That's men, right. women, it's boys and girls. The sooner that we learn that we're in this together, That's anything's it. going to be possible. You and know, we I need allies that. and we need advocates. We, we're not we, just we, going to do this by we ourselves. Can't do this by ourselves. Nobody no. gets to the finish line by themselves. That's it. Nobody. But, you know, the book, the book has many lessons to learn. And I'm just going to, a few tidbits here and there, because you know what we want people to do? We want them to go and buy it. I hope they will. (laughs) I hope so. All right. So, you know, and again, what you're talking to thousands of women uh, about the different, these different concepts, but what, what was most surprising to you? And I think that's what, what did you find? What did you commonly hear? And what were you, what were you most surprised about? Thank you for that. Great question. So, you know, I do want to say a lot of times we'll we'll understand, wow, women don't seem very powerful. But in order to be helpful, from my perspective anyway, I decided, let me figure out what is missing from their lives. And the answer was bravery, as you talked about. But bravery is not enough. It's the power too, as you said, bravery and power. But then I said, great, that's an, it's an enormous topic. How do I dimensionalize this? So I spent the next months, um, you know, in the talks and and the coaching to look at what emerged were the seven damaging power gaps. So the ways in which we do not feel powerful or we give away our power. And that's what those seven gaps were. But to be honest, what shocked me is I also did a survey. I used to do market research in, in the corporate world. And I love data. I don't like to be making things up. I want numbers. I want data. And so I did a a survey, a quantitative survey, and now 1,600 or so people have answered it. But at the time I wrote the book, it was about 1,400. And Nancy, 98% of the women who responded to the survey have at least one of these gaps and 75% have three or more. That stunned me. I knew that was the case when women were coming to me for help. But I sent this out over all the social media platforms. You know, it it wasn't just my self-selected pool. I'm looking at them now, but uh, let's see. Uh, Well, they're communicating, not recognize. But don't you think number one's really, really important? Not recognizing your talents. Uh, It is the most important. Diminishing yourself and and not feeling deserving. You know, women, and I will say this, black women especially, are more educated, more experienced, and more knowledgeable. And to to even even to go to a, to a position for a, for hiring, they have they don't feel like they're they're ready till they have doctorates and PhDs and whatever else. A guy walks in and goes, 
you know, and, and they don't even know what the job is. Oh, yeah, I can do that. But they're talking. They're already negotiating. But how much money am I going to make? How much? Uh, when is my when do I get my bonuses? And when do I get my when do I get to go to the next level? Right. So and women walk in and they go, well, you're going to start working at this and that. And they're not negotiating because they no. still they don't have the understanding that they're walking in there. They're, they're a prize. That's it. They're, you know, I, I saw yeah. that power gap. Number one, not recognizing your special talents, abilities and accomplishments. I have a career path assessment that's 11, 11 pages of questions I wish someone had asked me 40 years ago. And if I had oh. answered them Honestly, I don't think I would have made a lot of the mistakes I made, but several of the questions are about how do you stand out? What did people notice about you? What are your special talents? I know that you won't be surprised, but maybe your listeners were an enormous percent of the women who answer this. And now something like 75,000 people have downloaded this thing. I've seen thousands either leave the question blank or say something like, well, I know I'm nice. I know I listen well. I know I can be, you know, a bit of a mediator sometimes. They're very vague and very soft skills and the answers are really unclear to them. And so part of coaching them is educating. Like I had a anesthesiologist from Europe and she said, I don't think I have any special talents. So I said, let me ask you something. Could I come in and do your job? She goes, well, probably not. I said, could I kill someone in the first week? She was an emergency room and uh, <laughs> anesthesiologist. She said, I guess you really could. I said, I think you have some special talents here. <laughs> but even then there was pushback. Well, I have education. Is that special talents? So again, we have to breathe and understand that we are trained not to look at them. And you well, know, we don't me... want we don't want to show my grandmother. This was funny. She she I, I came back and I was upset and she goes and I was talking about this. What happened to the situation? She says, oh, Nancy, you must have shown your petticoat, which I thought was a wonderful kind of metaphor. But I, what you know, what women don't do is they don't tooth their horns. No. They don't walk in. A well, room. they're desperately oh, afraid to do hi. it. No, they walk in. The room. Hi, how are you? What do you do? Ah, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I mean. I have horses. I walk in and I tell people I have an equestrian center. I ride, I oh. drive, I breed horses. And, and, you know, then you begin a conversation. It's mm -hmm. it's the richness of the conversation that begins once you share something about yourself and women don't do it because it's like, uh, I won't I, either. I'll look not powerful. I look like a braggart. Yeah. Or a bragging and, you know, and, and, and you'll get back to who does she think she, who do you think you are? I have to give and you know a, what and that that's when you say well let me tell you who I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you. I want to I want to give everyone a, a tip that I think really works. So I'm on LinkedIn in a big way. It's my it's my happy place. To me, it's like the greatest cocktail party in the sky. Yeah. Meaning, wouldn't you want to be in the room with now it could be 900 million, that's how many people are on LinkedIn, but with the thousand most inspiring people that you could ever want to talk to, and they will talk to you, wouldn't you want to do that? So I go on LinkedIn and I find, you know, a person who's reached out to me and literally in three minutes, Nancy, I can tell more about how they feel about their career and how they're doing in their career than they know about it. 
What I mean by that is I can see when they're hiding. I can see when they when their headline is just a job title. We are more than our job title. I can see if their about section is empty. I can see if they don't talk about outcomes. Yes, I'm interested in your skills, but much more do I care about what you did that moved the needle in that role. Holy crow. So that is one of the very first things I do with people because they're so scared to sound like a braggart to if they find it so women find it so difficult to tease out how did I do this job differently than how Nancy would do it or how Kathy would do it or how Fred would do it. So we spend time building that profile so it shines but, but Kathy, I think we're at a time, especially since COVID, it's become more and more apparent, apparent, apparent that it's about relationships. 100%. And now what we're finding is the people that are truly becoming successful and happy in what they're doing, they understand something very, very important. It's about relationships. And relationships are a give and take process. And, and so, you know, I think that's, probably where we're leaning more as far as teaching and growing is leaning more about those relationships and really who's better at relationships and problem solving than women. It's I mean, true. And, and but we've got to I, keep sharing that. You know, the reason I bring up LinkedIn is it's a beautiful way to forge relationships, but so many people go about it the wrong way. Like I was just so floored when I heard one of my clients say that they worked with this high level networking, relationship building expert. And what did the person say? If you want a job as v VP of accounting at Blip, find 50 people on LinkedIn and connect, you know, just hit connect. Is that forming a relationship? Mm -hmm. Not even adding a note, not mm -hmm. even looking at that person's content and reposting it and being generous. Like, you know, me finding your content and saying, wow, look at Nancy's new book. And this is what I got out of speaking with Nancy. So I'm elevating you, not that you need it, but I'm also sharing my thought leadership so that people might follow what I have to say. Yeah. So I do love LinkedIn because it's the breeding ground for learning how to connect with someone in a meaningful way that's mutually beneficial, which I think is what we're going for, no? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, we, I think we are, we have a relationship. That's what it feels like to me. I feel like that when I see you in person, we will have a relationship no matter what, and we'll be able to have a conversation and we'll be able to talk about this amazing book of yours. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. Let's get it. Let's get it out there because we have to find people. People have to go there. The most powerful you seven bravery boosting paths to career bliss. Ooh, that's like the way you say it to go and that's what we need for them to do but tell them how they can do that well you can find everything that i put out on kathycaprino.com and i do have a new course based on the book which i'm so excited about that's mostpowerfulyou.com and i have a podcast nancy i'd love to have you on please finding brave which is another term i love because we don't just brave up you know, it's a, it's a constant process, findingbrave.org. And those are the three places. And you can find the most powerful you anywhere that books are sold. And I hope you'll check it out, people. There's an audio version that I narrated. Boy, that was an experience. Well, that's a good one. That's good. That was fun. Well, and I can give you a free chapter, it. all sorts of things. But the whole idea is, please understand that, that the world needs your talents and gifts. We need, look at the world today. <laughs> 
We need what everyone we, has to We need to compassionate, offer. caring people out there that really want to make the world a better place to live in. And if you're happy and I'm happy, isn't the world different? It is different. Isn't and it we better? see it different and we see possibilities yeah. and the wish to help other people feel better in their own skin, don't we? Absolutely. Well, today I went out and rode one of my great big half Arabs and I did a fantastic job and I'm ready to show him next week. But, you know, being courageous is part of it. You have to, because every time you get through that fear or that anxiety and you go out and you do and it's over with, you're going like, wow, I did it. I did it. I it's did not it. something out here. It's something in I here. did it. And, and you can take that anywhere in anything that you ever do. And so that's why I like to share with people is because when you get there and you get it done, then you can do more and more in your life and you don't need to start. There's no lockups. There's no shutting down. It's the doors fly open. Oh, I couldn't agree more, Nancy. And thank you for your many, many years of teaching and training and uplifting us all. Well, thank you for the, all you're we're doing. We're on the same path and uh, we're going to continue to do the same things. And so uh, congratulations on your new book. Thank you. My dear. And I look forward to future conversations and we will let you know when this is airing and we will promote it as well. Thank you and so, so much. So Thank you. We all need each other. And uh, and I'm right there with you. I know you have some important projects coming and I can't wait to amplify uh, I'm, those. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great. All right. Well, Thank let's continue so to build this relationship. Have a great day. Thank you, you so much for your time. Thank you. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. If you enjoy these smart, amazing conversations, please subscribe, rate and review them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And read and enjoy more amazing stories in my books, In This Together, How Successful Women Support Each Other in Work and Life, and Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life. Thank you for listening. <laughs>